Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including She-Ra and the Princesses of Power, which we'll be getting into right now. I'm Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by Michelle Ander. Hello. And April Collins. Hi there. We're continuing our She-Ra season four episode discussions um after the season has dropped we've been we had our big season long recap and we've been making our way through the episodes this time is just one episode uh hero the ninth i believe episode of shira season four that we'll be talking about today find our previous shira episode discussions on our website at overlyanimated.com search for us on your podcast app search for shira overly animated or on our youtube at youtube.com slash overly animated um, yeah, we had, uh, if you're going to divide the episodes into, there's going to be one podcast with just one. And I, I thought this episode warranted one podcast anyway. And it's the, you know, the episode that I have the most thoughts and feelings about. So Ooh. I was eager to talk about oh. this one. Uh, so, uh, excited to get into it with you guys. Spoilers for all of season. That's, I guess that's important to all of season four of Shira because, we could be referencing anything from the season, even past this episode. Um, you know, we've we've had a while to sit on this episode. Uh, so I guess, where Michelle, where are you at with this episode now? And if you could remember reactions initially watching, could give that to Oh, boy. Well, I feel like my, my thoughts have only fermented in feeling <laughs> that it's even better than the first time. Because the first time, it's such a... Like, you're trying to figure out what this is building towards. You keep jumping back into different points in time. You're trying to connect, like, all the Light Hope stuff to all the Mara stuff. And you're kind of, like, adore figuring out this greater mystery. Mm. And you get, like, humongous plot stuff in this, too, that's been building for a few seasons. So it's just, like, a lot to parse. Um, and I think initially I was just, like, I cried when the pie happened at the end. But spoiler, I, I've cried every time the pie is happening. <laughs> if I watch the whole episode, the, pro, the pie always makes me cry because Raz's delivery is just so tender and so sad. And there's so much weight behind that. And it just gets to me, which is the mark of good voice direction and episode planning, I guess. But, I mean, it's a very remarkable episode, and I feel like it gives us a lot of very satisfying payoff. And it still leaves plenty of room to speculate about the future, which I think is like, yeah, you always want to have more to question. It There's at least, a, there's a season left of the show, right? At least one season? <laughs> 13, yeah, 13 more episodes. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I like that it sets us up for the next chapter, too. Um, so, yeah, it's just it's just a really all-around emotionally and narratively and plot good episode yes <laughs> and plot good episode yeah <laughs> i agree good. i agree it's true <laughs> we'll get into all of those aspects of the episode um april what do you think of hero and uh any any feelings about the episode so this um I, I think this is one of my favorite episodes of the season, so I'm super happy to be on the podcast for Yay. it. Um, just because, like, it it covers a lot of things. Like, there's a lot that's going on in this episode, but it never, like, feels like a lot. Um, and I really love kind of this whole, like, we're taking this episode through sort of, like, Raz's, um, like, perspective of it, you know? Like, we're hopping through time as she kind of is in her memory. And, um, like, I always I always love just whenever, like, shows sort of mess with their own structure within an episode. So, obviously, I'm immediately attracted to this episode because it's <laughs> sort of, like, all over the place. Um, I mean, if, if me podcasting on uh, Ladybug is any testament to that. But, um... But I love that, like, it's sort of, like, goofy, but very, very serious at the same time. Um, and just like what Michelle was saying, like, we kind of get some answers about things. But then there's a lot that I'm like, wait, where, what? Hold on. What? Okay. And then, like, <laughs> so, like, it, and it, it sets up things, like, that we can explore next season, but while still, but, like, 
where it's placed within this season um, still puts us in a good place, like moving forward towards the end of it. So it's like, oh, we're setting up next season, but still taking care of the season that we're currently in. So I really liked this episode. Um, I don't really have too many uh, like issues with it. Uh, and I, the pie at the end, I'm, I'm right there with you, Michelle. It gets me every time. Like there's always like, and I know I cried the first time <laughs> I watched the episode. Um, and then even still, like, it, like, stings in my heart just a little bit. Um, and I don't know if it's just because I'm, like, overly emotional lately or what. But, like, it, it's a good episode. And I, I like it. And there's so much to discuss. And I'm so excited. <laughs> nice. I think everyone gets emotional with the pie. I don't think it's, uh, I think it's not, not a problem at all with getting did, emotional. Did it this make episode. you? Dylan, did it make you cry when you, the pie happened? Um, I don't think so, but uh, emotional, yes. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cry, cry, cry at different types of things, I guess. More happy. Your things. heart cried. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's it's. I, I love this episode. This is, I think, the best of the season. I think there's an argument this being the best episode of Shira overall. Um, I very. It harkens back to the season one episode um whatever uh the the, another one one word title right like uh that we do this with uh all the best episodes of shira i guess a lot of episodes of shira promise promise yeah promise yeah (laughs) um i think remember is also somewhat similar but it does have so like basically this uh, this is just like a one a plot episode you know we do we flash back between two things but they're like in service of the same thing and um this is like a very focused episode of Shira, and I think the show has really succeeded historically when you look at these very, very focused episodes of the show. Do you think this and Promise are kind of the two best episodes? Remember, you know, it would be next up for me. Um, and, uh, it's, it's, it allows the show to explore, I guess, kind of like emotional depth that, uh, otherwise might be too crowded. But uh, this episode is like really amazing in a lot of different aspects. Um, just that I agree that like, the structure of it is really unique and great. And one of the most notable things is how deftly, uh, the episode blends the past and present. And like, yeah. there's like, there's TV episodes that do this. This might be one of the best I've ever seen, I think, like, and how effectively it's doing it. Um, and it does it with this device of, Mara call or Raz calling Mara and Adora the the opposite name and it just works really well. Um, just the the emotional uh, at the end of the episode is really incredible. Um, the episode like advances the plot like you guys are talking about this like within the structure of the season. This episode's really good because it's a big episode on the plot setting up for the finale and watching it back. It's like this episode doesn't really pull any punches in terms of hiding information. It kind of just gives you everything, but you just haven't processed, processed it yet when you're watching the first time. And I like that. Um, but I, last thing that this episode's really amazing at, which I think is most notably stands out to me is this is really good in the structure of the whole show um, because it culminates a few aspects of Shira, yes! which have been, yeah, Light Hope, Light Mara, Light Hope, constantly saying Mara is crazy. Like it, that's it, it was seeded constantly throughout the last few seasons, and is kind of annoying. Like that Light Hope kept calling Mara <laughs> crazy, and I was like, I don't really like this part of the show. I guess it's going to oh, it's going to the best episode of the show. Oh, that's good. Like <laughs> it's well worth it. Like that. That's what I think. This episode's kind of like I actively didn't like that part, and it turns it into uh, such a positive with such an amazing uh, like message and themes and stuff. So like, uh, just where this episode is in the show, like, kind of hits on every aspect of like the season, the series, just as a unit, like it kind of just works every single aspect for Adora's and Mara's character, like Raz, just as kind of this um, character that pops up here and there just ties her to uh, her as a side character all the way together. Um, Does. Yeah. And you know, Swift wins there. Um, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) They're also (laughs) exists in this episode. (laughs) He's not that annoying. Uh, he's he's not a that annoying he's a funny line. Yeah, yeah like he checks on Raz. He has yeah, a good line good. about that. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not gonna 
claim this is like great for his arc or that swift one has really has an arc anymore but that's okay and bo's also there but he doesn't really do anything but yeah, oh, yeah, okay. just... yeah he's just hanging out as well <laughs> working on the ship yeah mostly it's just a three <laughs> three character episode but yeah uh lo- love this episode in every aspect i get oh, only kind of downside is that when you do focus on something for an entire like 22 minute runtime it, it it's it can be, it has to be slow at times same, same kind of same issue i had with uh promise like not issue because it's a great amazing episode but the only downside side is like maybe a little slightly boring slightly slow at at a certain point in the episode um, i'm curious to hear what parts you thought were slow to a point where they felt boring i wouldn't say i ever felt like overall boring it's just like something uh bordering on that like you know before we start getting into the the climax stuff you know the the stuff where um i guess there's like the great scene of uh raz like teaching um Mara, uh, yeah, Mara about, uh, the, like, magic and how to use magic. And, the, but some of the parts where they're making, running around making the pie or stuff like that. Um, but th- no, that- that's fair. Though I'd say for me, at least, that's the kind of thing where it's all about the payoff and the rewatch in terms of why that becomes gratifying. Because I agree in the moment, we're like a door, right? We're like, look, we just want answers. Yeah. You probably <laughs> have them. Can you stop fixating on this pie for two seconds to give us some real answers? And a lot of the episode is like running around trying to make a pie that we can't fathom ever being important. But when we get the pie reveal at the end, it all kind of culminates. <laughs> and so I think like yes. the yeah. watch is a lot more satisfying in terms of the pie running around because you get it after you know what the twist is. Yeah, I agree. And it's in service. It's like, it's purposeful. And I don't think it's like bad that, uh, there are these, these down, down pie moments. Um, it's just like, this is like the result of spending a whole episode on something. It's like, okay, this is, you know, this is what we get as opposed to something else. It's like, you know, it's like, why doesn't Shira do this structure every episode? And I think maybe that's why is because, uh, you, first of all, you have to have like s- such a, like impactful type of thing to talk about is this obviously yeah. but um yeah but yeah no i don't i don't think it's like a, a huge downside but i i, I guess in, in, after praising the episode for something it's not like uh a plus the entire way through there's, there's some down moments but those are in, in service of this amazing ending um yeah i don't it's we i don't know do we talk about the pie first we t- i want to talk about the structure i guess like uh the uh, Raz um, experience, like how I described it, Raz experiences these days with Mara, although it starts to become more than one day, I think, with Mara um, mm-hmm. and Adora mm-hmm. uh, asynchronously, asynchronously, synchronously. Um, yeah, like uh, she's she's uh, not in the right timeline, right? Like she's bouncing she- back and forth. Yeah, oh, I think that's her her permanent state of being, which again, like we're saying, is one of those amazing payoffs because up until now, mm-hmm. we were pretty inclined to just see Raz as this relatively crazy, harmless, but very knowing wise person who lived in the forest and kept thinking Adora was someone else and that like time had just driven her mad. But really, it's just... She can't figure out all the time quite where she is because she's constantly moving through past and future. And I feel like the the part that really sold that for me, instead of just thinking she was hallucinating flashbacks with the Mara stuff, is when she meets Mara and Mara, like, has her sword and is, like, threatening her. And she's like, who are you? And it, like, dawns on Mara. She's like, is this the first time? Like, it's been so long since it was the first time. It's like, Mara... Mara's done this before. She never knows what's going to happen again. But I just think that's so brilliant in terms of explaining her character and why she is the way she is. Yeah, I, we can we can talk about that. Like, I don't. It's ultimately not um, important to the emotional impact, but it is like one of the big discussion points. I think coming out of the episode is like this. Oh, this is what Raz has been going through, and like, yeah. But even this, like, what is this? Because it's still a little unclear from the episode. Um, and I kind of like that it's not super defined because I don't think there's a way to do what they're doing with Raz and have it be super logical. I think it has to be presented in kind of this way of uh we 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 start to kind of understand her mindset but inherently it's just so all over the place that you can't really understand it anyway um but it's it's like is is she just remembering things wrong like adora's like you're baking the pie so that you can remember better but we are presented with something that seems like evidence that she's genuinely experiencing things out of order yeah Um, i think she is doing things out of order but the thing is, like, for her, it's always, 
Like, it's her present always, right? It's everyone else's future and past. But for her, she did make the pie in a day and then overnight delivered it tomorrow. But that's not how things sequentially happen in real life. Yeah. So I think that's, yeah. like, that's the, the really interesting thing because she's in this place where, like, she's trying to remember a past so she can commit to something that is entirely out of order regardless of everyone else being clueless and she delivers on that i think that's pretty amazing honestly like mars got it a lot more together than i think we give her credit for because like it is hard to be jumping back and forth constantly with one goal in mind but she did it that's pretty great yeah, you kind of, I, I agree with that. You kind of take away from this episode, like, oh, I guess, like, Rez maybe has it together more than expected, given what she's going through. Like She uh, knows so yeah. much more because she's already experienced so much of it over and over again in different moments of time. Like, she really pulls it together through a few parts of this episode, and it's, it is yeah. impressive if she's she really, really just jump, jumping back and forth all the time. Yeah. <laughs> April, what's your, best, what's your best way to explain, I guess, how you interpret Raz's state of existence after, after this episode? Um, I like to think of her as, like, a fixed point in time. Oh, like a Doctor that, Who type thing. Yeah, and, like, <laughs> everything just kind of, like, goes around her. Mm. Like, I think that's the best way to kind of, like, think about it, because that's kind of how she's, like, living it out, too, like, because she, like, no matter, like, which point of time she's in, whether she's with Mara or when she's with Adora, like, my, like, one of my favorite things, and I don't know why it always got, it always, like, gets a laugh out of me, is whenever she's just, like... What is it? Like, oh, I have to duck or, or something. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> and, and then, like, in Mara's time, yes, she ha- she needs to be doing that in that moment. But, like, in Adora's time, she doesn't need to be doing that. It's so, like, I think that's just, like, the best way. But my other, like, question is, like, how many times has she, like, lived out this day? You know what I mean? Good question, like, yeah. Because, like... Because she even, like, says to Mara, like, oh, is this the first time? Mm -hmm. Which means that, like, this happens with Mara, like, more than once. So, like, they bake pies, like, several times. You know what I mean? So, I wonder if that was, like, kind of like a, oh, on Thursdays, we bake pie together. And then I deliver it to you when you're sitting at your, in your chair kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like, for her to always end up in the same place at the same time. So... Yeah. I, I really wonder about that too. Part of me wonders if the moving through time is a byproduct of how magical she is. I mean, that would make sense in a yeah. universe like Etheria where magic is so deeply in the core of the planet's like nature itself. And Raz seems like a very nature kind of lady. But um, I, I agree with Dylan that, like, I don't need, like, a real explanation for how it works. Yeah. I'm just glad to know the reason things happen like they do for Mara, or for Raz. It was, Raz. like, it's a lot of good clarity for her as a person. I was gonna say, it just made a lot more of, like, her, like, it made her make more sense. Yeah. So. And, yeah. like, I, like, totally agree. Like, she is a way more put together than I would have. I'd be, like, <laughs> all over the place. I'd be like, oh, look out! Oh, no! Like, <laughs> constantly apologizing for nothing like <laughs> you, you'd be the most fun in this um yes. <laughs> role, like. Oh, i'm like stressed out being yeah i don't wish that upon you but this <laughs> <laughs> yeah at late I- eating my pie today i don't know <laughs> Just, just make the pie and eat that. You know, like we could just eat the pie. Like, uh, you just, like no, always Dylan, it's Mars pie. He can't eat it. Yeah. Mars not there to eat the pie, but maybe no, she I is. I don't know. Like, it's it's for her. Her. pie. We'll talk about her. that. Okay. Yeah, I guess it is for her. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's 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 like there's no it, this this episode. I think like toes line of giving you a satisfying feeling about Rose uh, Raz and like what she's. Uh, like how how she lives and how she experiences these moments that are important in this episode without necessarily trying to explain something that uh, probably can't be explained satisfyingly to the audience. Can you imagine her trying to with Adora? Like that's just, I can see why she doesn't bother. She's like, come on, focus Adora, pie. Mara, focus, pie. That's all you need to know, both of you. It's all you need to know. Yeah, I, I, I think I guess Shira is a lot of times maybe a little uh, loose with its mythology in terms of it doesn't feel a need to explain everything like a hundred percent. This I feel like is maybe the most successful 
um, that like approach has been. I think like it really works with Raz and what she's doing. Um, the yeah yeah we mentioned the scene when she she's meeting Mara. She's uh, she like knows her name and Mara's like how did how did you know my name? So I think that's evidence that she this isn't just in Raz's head or something. Like like this is like she like she, it's happening. Yeah, unless she like figured it out somehow otherwise. Like this is that's like proof. Uh she says, "Oh, is this the first time it's been so long since it was the first time?" So that means she's like done had this meeting multiple times as well. So, um I guess I guess on rewatch I got the sense of Raz kind of like Michelle was saying as this um this very much connected to Ethereum's magic uh like like very, it seems like like a shaman type person. Um and uh I, I maybe got the sense that she's like the magic guide of this world. Like maybe she yeah. is, Im- maybe she's yeah. specifically important because she's also like really old. Like if she's been mm-hmm. living this existence for uh, like, she's just looping through these meetings of, with Mara. Like she's, she's, she's really old. She's inherently connected to the planet. She shows Mara um, like how mad, like maybe she's like the, the Shira guide, like the avatar guide or something, you know, like she like that. I like that because she she's the one that tells Adora that Shira isn't something the first ones can just make a thing with a sword. That Shira and Etheria like are their own thing, and you can't really control that, and that it's separate. And I think that's I mean yeah, that's yeah. a really important plot thing too. And she's like she's like it. the key. The key, it's, she's like the keeper of the knowledge, like in term at least practically because of what's happened to the planet. But maybe she that's also her role. Like maybe, I don't know, I guess my headcanon I'm thinking of right now is like she wasn't always like this. She's been t- guiding Shiraz for generations and she used to yeah. be like she maybe was chosen like her role. Yeah, like I like I'm imagining she's like chosen by Etheria's magic to to guide Shiraz and so she was imbued with magic and for a while she lived normally like this but then she was like immortal and the magic like and her and she couldn't separate and then she started uh like go- going back and forth in time like this and it's been so long since the Shiraz were regular I guess that yeah. she's like re- so advanced also, at this point. It could also be like that the fact that the first ones were messing with the magic of Etheria could mm. be like messing with the magic of her as well, which may also explain why she's sort of like going, you know, she's all over in terms of time. Yeah, yeah I, I like, like that, that idea because too. Because I don't get the impression that Raz has control over mm. how she yeah. moves through time. Because again, like keep keep going back to that. Is this the first time? But the thing about that is like the way she's talking, she's so overjoyed because it's such a surprise. Like, it's been so long, but it seems like it's also kind of out of her control when this happens and where it takes her, like, how far back. Um, so, yeah, maybe maybe that is it, April. Like, the planet's kind of like, oh, no, we're, we're all janked up because of the first one's thanks, and, the, and <laughs> they can't give her a clear directive path anymore. Yeah, I, I like that idea too. Like, maybe, like she was normally, and then the first ones kind of mess with the magic of the planet, and since she's inherently tied to the magic, it messes with her too. I think that's, I think that's cool. Kind of like, I wonder if any of this will be explored in the last season. Probably, probably not. Um, I mean, maybe, but it could. Maybe. Yeah, that would be. I would. I'd be up for it if we got a little bit more explanation with her past. Um, like, because we get the this episode. A big thing. This episode is explaining. I guess the. Like revealing, and I think there's other parts of the season and later in that d- dive into this more too, which is that the Shira wasn't isn't tied to the first ones. It, it's something that was inherent to the magic of Etheria that had been co opted by the first mm-hmm. ones when they like mm-hmm. colonized the planet. So that's a big part of this episode too, is revealing that information. So it like it, it like raises the concept of like what was it like before the first ones were here, and so I think it'd be cool if we got some sort of glimpse, maybe an entire flashback episode of like uh, Shira before anything with the first ones, and maybe Raz is involved, and maybe she is the guide in the past. Um, that that could be a cool way to see it, or I, I don't know. It, it feels uh, that that'd be so different than the like uh, Horde Prime stuff we'd be getting into next season. Um, <laughs> I know. <it's> true. <laughs> maybe we'll get both of it. I don't. I don't know. It'd <laughs> be nice. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so, so related to like Raz and like what's up with her, like how they present the episode is like through her perspective of going back and forth between Mara and Adora, and uh, yeah, just just because so we see her in the past calling Adora Mara like since season one, I think. Yes. Um, yeah. And and we get the reveal that um, right away she's like waiting for someone here. It's Mara, and she's calling her Adora. 
Um, and it just like pays off this like random like device or like the, this thing we don't associate any meaning with is that she's not calling Adora Mara for no reason. It's like she's experiencing them. And then they use that as kind of our gateway into these um, t- these these uh, perspectives that go back and forth is like uh, you you see her them calling uh, another one another and uh, I don't know that just on its own without anything else this episode just feels really brilliant because that's like seeded from the fourth episode of the show and mm-hmm. pays off in a major way here um, and and like so that like on the surface getting into like how they're presenting this this device throughout the episode. Um, they kind of like use a distortion type effect in the beginning. Um, and then we go back to the present. Um, and we do a bunch of these types of, of cuts. We, there's one with the, yeah, she's like ducking, as you guys mentioned. And then, um, they, they, she's like baking the pie in, in both of them. And sometimes it like goes away. Uh, I guess like when these, the, because the Mara plot line advances time differently, I guess, than the Dora one was. Um, there's one point, I think, uh, the other most notable one is when she's like, uh, the heart of a theory in the past starts happening and she like witnesses it and she looks like horrified. Um, and then it like smash cuts to the present where the timer for the pie goes off. That was such a good, that was such a good yeah. cut juxtaposition. It gets me every time. I'm like, yeah. oh man, that's so good. <laughs> that's one of the biggest punches I think of the episode. Like yeah. for me at least. Um, the, and the episode's filled with, with these, these types of transitions. I think it just handles it so wonderfully. That's probably the number one reason I think this episode, this, like all the, all the reasons I mentioned, I think this is the best part of the episode is like how it handles, um, seeding, uh, the past and the present together. Um, yeah. And, uh, I, I, and I think we, we'll talk about this as we get into other things too. I guess like the biggest, uh, maybe the biggest one comes at the end with Adora and Mara talking. So that's the, Maybe next biggest topic I had to talk about. So we, Adora in the present is recovering this message Mara left her and then she plays it. And then we see Adora talking to hologram Mara and then it cuts to the past and we see Mara leaving it as like her ship is being, I guess, taken over by the program and made to, to crash, right? Like, and, and I she's, didn't know how to interpret that, honestly. It's definitely like, not stated overtly. It, yeah. yeah, it, like, goes up and then it, like, flips around and immediately makes a nosedive for the ground. And I wasn't sure if, like, she'd run out of power because they, like, pulled the whole planet into Despondos and that takes a lot of energy or if something was interfering. But... Yeah, I, I interpreted it as Light Hope, like, took over the ship and killed her. Oh, that's oh. dark, Dylan. Yeah, I that's mean, I, really dark. Well, I think like well, you know, I feel, what's the other? You know, I feel like that's the most obvious way to interpret it in terms of like Lady Hope's arguing with her earlier, and uh, she like moves the planet. She like does the ultimate disobeying of Light Hope. She like moves the planet away, and it's and then now it's like okay, she's she's finally compromised too much, and she needs to be taken care of by you know, it's not really Light Hope, but the program. There's has also magic. Light Hope magic rainbow vapors coming left and right all out of the ground everywhere maybe that interfered with the ship <laughs> yeah I, th- I think i think that's i think it's valid to interpret it like like something with the, sh- the ship went wrong and it accidentally crashed or something you know um i feel like that makes the oomph with the pie even uh even more sad is like she just got murdered like <laughs> she's leaving the pie for her uh that, that, that also, but I, like uh, makes I, like okay it's gonna sound i don't know it like it makes sense then why it would always be very important to Raz to Raz to make the pie and deliver like deliver it to Mara. Yeah. Cuz like she's like, "Oh, today is that day. Like I the have death to do this. day." Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think I think it works even if it's some some other explanation. I agree it's not like super clear. That was like the feeling I got watching it and then thinking about it, I do think it it kind of fits with what they're presenting, but they leave it. It's such a dark thing. They leave it pretty vague, um, which I do think works with, with what we're seeing. Um, regardless, like she died trying to save everyone and she like failed, but she's leaving it open for Adora to succeed in the future. And that where, you know, works regardless of if, if uh, she just couldn't do it and she ran out and, or if she was like sinisterly taken care of by the first ones or something. I think it's, I think it, it kind of works regardless. Um, Question. I mean, 
I she she failed in the fact that Adora exists and became She-Ra. Yes. But yes. but my question is, what else would she have done if she'd stayed yeah. alive? I mean, yeah. she would have had to have tried to destroy the sword, which we yeah. know is possible till the end of the season. I feel like she honestly did as much as she could under the circumstances. Yeah, I mean, I, she she saved the planet. She saved the planet, and she saved everyone else from the planet. Rather for, for a good few centuries, right? That's something. Was it a total yeah, failure? Yeah, we were not presented with like uh, alternate alternate ways she could have handled things. You know, yeah. like, from, yeah. from our perspective, she she did everything she could, and yeah, like uh, she like failed because she like stated an objective and she couldn't do it. But yeah, well, there's no plausible way, uh, seemingly, from the position she was in. Um, so I don't think we're supposed to look at her. Yeah, she, like that. That's an yeah. There's like um, parts of like her, what she was trying to do, and all of it isn't super like like they they say things at, at points, but at the very least they say it kind of once and quickly, and nothing is uh, very very clear. I would say so. Um, like we learned that she was trying to stop the the Shiras from being used again, but she's also at the end we learned she's trying to set things up for the future. Uh, Shira, who she knows is Adora from Mara, um, and we don't like see the precursor to that or like what she's trying to set up. But she at the very least left a message. Did she do anything mm-hmm. else? You know. Yeah. Um, but like we see the result with the message, and like I said, we see her talking to, um, talking to, and we cut cut between the perspectives. Um, and then uh, she's she says uh, the the heart of it there is a weapon. Shears the key. Couldn't stop it, but Adora can. And then. Um, like you see the the ship crashing and the message ends and uh then then like the, Braz leaves the pie and that's it but so like I don't know I think that's like also like a very notable part of like this talking about the switching perspectives is the the message like kind of ties them together in the end yeah like the perspectives it does. merge um which is uh very effective especially when coupled with the the tragicness of it and then throw in the pie which has been running throughout the entire episode and leaves and as like an emotional anchor at the end of the episode I think it's really interesting that the episode wasn't named Pi and was <laughs> named Hero, right? Like, why is it named yeah. Hero? Because yeah. we have we have Light Hope's line. You're saying like you have to do this. You have to be Shira. You'll be a hero. Mm-hmm. And Mara says we will destroy other planets. And Light Hope doesn't really <laughs> go back to that. She's kind of like you're not being the objective. You're being disobedient. So, like, there's that idea of being a hero. And I, I guess the other version of being a hero is, like, what Mara really did, right? She she saved the rest of the universe from Etheria. She stopped the planet from seeping the energy. She was a casualty and became a martyr, even though I don't know who really remembers her. I mean, like, so, like some people do. Adora does. Raz does. But, I mean, she's kind of fallen into obscurity, but like that could be an interpretation of her true heroness. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting because like I remember in last season, Adora's been so caught up in like I have to sacrifice myself. I have to do this. This is the role of Shira. Like it has to be on me. And this show seems very adamantly trying to say, like, no, no, you do not have to do this all yourself. Like friendship is good. There are other ways. Mm. And it's interesting that. Mara has become this ultimate symbol of like a Shira giving up everything and losing her life for a cause. And that's been a kind of deceptively attractive thing to Adora to a point. And I wonder if that's going to come into play later or not, or if Adora's kind of moved on from that sort of thinking. Um, and now it's just like sad to remember Mara that way. But it's interesting, you know? Yeah, I, I, I love, love, love this topic. So, like, that, this episode's named Hero. Yeah, like, this is, mm-hmm. I love everything you're saying. So, I think here's, I, I think that's a great point that, like, a big part of Adora's arc is, like, it's, it's about friendship and not just becoming, uh, like, doing things on your own. So, I think, like, it, he, you're right, like, Light Hope, the evil Light Hope is the only one that says Hero in this episode. Yeah. Um, and, uh, like, you will be a hero. And he's, and she's like, no, uh, you were like, we're destroying planets is not saving everyone or bringing peace to the universe. I feel like the first ones, I think this is like a dark, like, version of the word hero, like a, like a meaningful, like, twisted, like, the dark, the first ones are co opting, they're doing, co opting the hero ness of, what Shira is, and they're making, trying to make Adora and Mara into this like superhero figure that is for their own causes that ultimately causes bad. 
Um, and what Mara's doing is she's she's being the real hero. Like what Adora, like being the superhero, that's not like really being a hero. It's like what Mara's doing, which yes, she sacrificed herself, but I think the important thing is she's doing what she can for like the great for like a good cause of fighting against like the people in power trying to do like a bad thing. Like she's being yeah, the true hero true, yeah. is doing what you can to fight back against the ty- tyranny of uh, people doing bad things in power. And so like, like it's not doing big heroic acts like with the sword and uh, like fighting bad guys. It's, it's like Mara doing what she can to take down this bad system that's hurting people. And I feel like that's like, that's a message I'm taking away from it. Like that, like what's, what's the true version of the hero and Mara like rejected Light Hope's big heroic version and did like found her her true heroicness to to help out she could and I guess that's like the message to Adora. Um does she take that into the the rest of the season like she like she, yes, she breaks the absolutely. sword, right? She like she rejects next, this big heroic message. That's the next step, I think, right? Like Mara yeah. was the first one, but she couldn't get that far. <laughs> but Adora knows what happened to her and is able to take it all the way. Because I feel like the sword probably is the ultimate symbol of first one's idea of what She-Ra is, which, like, as we said, is co-opted. So whatever She-Ra initially was in Etheria is not that. And that's something she now has to find out. Maybe we be with Rad in, se- Raz in season four or season five. Yeah, season yeah. five. <laughs> yeah. It's been a lot of seasons this year. But no, I, Zelina, I absolutely love that interpretation. And I think it's, it's, a, it's a much stronger way to look at it than just... Mara being a Mara, because she is absolutely so much more than that. And I think sometimes it's easy to get stuck in like, oh, this person's dead and what did it all mean? But like the reason she did what she did are the takeaway. And I agree that those those really good words you said. Thank you. No, it's it really good that you started that. As a, I, I, and I think it's, it's yeah, it's like such purposefully titled. And it, it leads you to this. This is like a good use of an episode title. It leads you to a theme, like, interpreting yeah. behind the episode. As opposed to, like, making movie puns and stuff in the title that we complain about. Like, this is... <laughs> it is really impactful. Like, the, the, the villain of the episode is the only one that says the, the title and says it in, in the co-opted kind of way. Um, it's interesting. Uh, yeah, April. Any any comments on Hero Adora? Um, I don't know. Like, uh, I feel like there's a lot of ways to yeah. to, to take this with the Adora Adora's actions uh, at the end here. Like, so where where does she go from here in the in the season? It's weird because we're looking at the episode and we have the future, and so she does end up destroying the sword. Like, she completes yeah. Mara's mission. She she does like. And well, well, and then again, like that, even that makes like how Light Hope tells her she will, or she'll be a hero, like that. That makes it even more impactful because, like, you're looking at two different like interpretations of what a hero is in the situation. There's like the corrupted Light Hope version, and then there's like Mara's version, and so it's like, okay, Adora, which like which hero are you going to end up being and then of course we know that she destroys the sword and so like she she becomes like mara's hero at that moment so oh man i'm getting emotional thinking about all <laughs> this good stuff mara I, hero. I know like she's mara's hero and i think that's so like i think that's very like moving you know because like and even like whenever um at the end of Mara's message, she says, you know, like, we're doing this to, you know, for the the planet, the place that we love. And so, um, I think, I don't know, like, it just, uh, it all just comes together so well. <laughs> That's a really good point, too, because, like, I, I noticed that line also, April, um, I think the second or third time we watched, because it's like, yo, this is huge, because Mara is not from Etheria. She's there to study it. And by the end of this, she, like, considers it her home, even though she's technically a first one. And that's a big deal, too, like, to have such a, not, like, not necessarily change of heart, but just, like, she's fully embraced, like, these people in this planet. And that's pretty, ah, yeah, that's a lot, but it's well, really good. And it's it says a lot about just, like, Etheria in general, enough to where, like, Mara who doesn't even know how far in the future Adora, like, exists. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, 
knows that Adora loves Etheria just as much as she does. And yeah. so, like, 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 doesn't even doubt it. Like, she says, like, this is for, like, our, our home, our, pl- like, this is for it. And it, it's just, uh, it's just kind of, like, crazy to think about, too, that, like, she she knows, like, she already feels that connection to Adora even a thousand years in the past, so. Yeah, that is, that is really interesting. I think you guys are talking about another big point from the episode being the, like, connection with Etheria, and uh, I think that is a big part to being, like, the scene of Raz showing Mara uh, doing magic without the sword, and she says, um, Shira's not the sword, Etheria chose her, but, like, just, the, like, this, this, like, connection with the planet and connection with, like, the true source of magic. Um... And, uh, yeah, like how that relates to where Adora is, how that relates to where the planet's moving forward, I guess, after this season. I don't know, kind of everything is, uh, is, is the planet destroyed late? Is the planet's magic off after the season? Um, like, how's this going to affect, uh, Adora? <laughs> I think that's yeah. interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, another thought I was talking about the hero stuff is like, I feel like Adora did, like, fi- at the end of the season, finally does choose to become, like, like finds the right version of the hero of the word hero, like uh, finds like her version, um, that that distinction we were talking about, and so like she actually became the the hero here, and it's like she there's a whole nother season, like how is she going to apply that now, um, to this new situation that they're in. Well, and, and I that- definitely feel like they're both heroes in yeah. their own ways. Oh it does, yeah, sure. It does seem interesting that a. Uh, it's and this like I guess is true of like the last Airbender also with Aang. There seems to be this effort to try to like give these people with so much power and responsibility that have what seems on the surface to be a very straightforward legacy, like the option to choose what that means for them instead mm-hmm. of just kind of falling in line with the way things are supposed to be and what their duties are quote unquote supposed to be. Um, and actively choosing something that makes sense and that benefits the most people um, in a selfless way, which is cool, too. I like that. Well, and I think, like, I really like that comparison um, also because I just rewatched um, Avatar. But I, I know that. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just rewatched it. Um, but I like that too because both characters, Aang and Adora, uh, like throughout the the story are struck like they struggle with like being the hero, like that like idea of who the hero they're supposed to be and the hero that they <laughs> need to be or want to be. And so I think that's a really interesting comparison to make that because that's something we've seen with Adora, you know, in these first oh, yeah. seasons, four seasons, whatever, um, is her, you know, like trying to live up to these expectations of the She-Ra, like discovering that maybe that's not necessarily what's right for her in these moments. And so this is kind of, again, like the whole, you know, at the end of the season, it becomes that culmination of her figuring out and owning the hero that she actually is so yes well said yeah yeah i i agree with that yeah and and uh it's it's like i feel like mar adora is now in a position to do go where past where mara was like Mara never got to like now adora knows that like she wasn't she's not a native ethereum she knows what the first ones are up to she knows like the sword's gone and she can go back to being like maybe the the like more connected to the planet's magic. It's like, what does she do from here? Like, how does she define the role of Shira in this kind of messed up now version of Etheria? And like, she has to do that, I guess, under the pressure of like the new alien invasion. Um, She's got but, a friend though, which is something Mara yeah. didn't really have. So I think that's, that's true. already like, happened yeah. more. That's true. Mara, Mara lost her friend. Connected yeah. from like, everyone. If it wasn't for Glimmer's mom, if it wasn't for Angela, like <laughs> Adora wouldn't be here in the season. She would have sacrificed herself. Guess, that's true. I guess it would have been. Worlds. Wow, that's true. I guess like she was destined for the same fate in that in that yeah. as, as Mara, and then to season uh, three. That's really interesting. It took someone else outside of it to be like, "Yo, no, to break this cycle. <laughs> not, hey, yeah. break the cycle." <laughs> wow, that's that's really good. Yeah, and and then. Um, yeah, and 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 now and now like we're seeing kind of the like I feel like it's uh, it's interesting how the show structured because in in a lot of ways this this finale the season's finale is like a, tip, a sh- typical show series finale like it's really tying up a lot and now we're going to see the postscript of like how Adora makes this work for her now 
um and like and like what she's gonna do like i don't know does she want to renounce the, the being a she like or does she want to continue it for good like uh, what she um now that she's like fully i don't know is she like a fully realized she like fully realized avatar like is that like <laughs> what's she gonna do with it in the last season i think i think I'm, I'm a lot more excited for adora's arc now going for it. i already thought she was great in the finale and, and this episode so um i think well, there's a lot of potential on with adora here while we're still on this, I I do actually have one pretty big question about Ethereum and Shira that I don't understand. Like I, at one point this season, I don't remember which episode, Lehope says that she, she basically pulls Adora from her home planet because the first one had to be the one to be Shira. And if that's true, why on earth would Ethereum like? Why would that be the deal to have someone not from home planet? be the one with that much power is it based on being a first one or is it based on like the kind of person you are that the planet trusts you because it kind of seems like you're supposed to be a first one but like if that's a totally separate planet person why would that be the reason you know like that's a very particular choice to make and what is the logic there i wonder if it's uh I wonder if it's because first ones are not like they're not born of magic. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Yeah. And so <clears throat> like it like Glimmer couldn't have been She-Ra because magic is something that is much more natural for her. Whereas like the first ones, like they came to Etheria to discover magic and to figure out like how it works. Um, because that's not something that they were familiar with. So I wonder if like the role of She-Ra is for some, it, it, like it can only be for someone who isn't like born with the capabilities for magic. Does that make sense? Oh yeah. That totally makes sense. Like the having to learn it is part of the deal. Yeah. To, like, because like, yeah. just like, just like any like person naturally born of Etheria, like, they have to discover, you know, they have to grow up with, like, they get to grow up with magic. Whereas, like, first ones didn't get to do that. And they don't, they don't get that opportunity. But, like, the role of Shira is like, hey, we're, like, welcoming you into our magical world. Like, but, but it comes at a cost or whatever. Mm. Yeah, but- yeah. It, 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 I think this is confusing. Like, I, my first <laughs> thought was, uh, my first thought was that the first one's definition of Shira is different than the Therians. The first ones think it's the sword, so they needed someone to wield their sword. So it has oh, to be a first one. Yeah. That would make way more sense. But the pro- the problem though is Mara in this episode says Etheria chose you, or, or Raz says Etheria yeah. chose you, Mara. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think it's so simple as like the like it could have been that. Shira was always native Ethereans. We don't really know. And then maybe it just happens that, like, maybe we're missing a piece where it, it happened to be that Mara, like, it could be anyone, and Mara just happened to be the next Shira. And now, and then that allowed the first ones to kind of co-opt it, and then they they chose, like, maybe the planet didn't chose, choose Adora, maybe the the first ones did, just because she's the first one to wield their technology. Um, but that, this is just it's a guess. It's hard. Yeah, right. Because the yeah. thing is, um, there was no Shira between Mara and Adora. And you'd think if anyone on Etheria qualified, he was just alive in between then, could have been Shira without the sword. So why? <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's really confusing to kind of piece out. Like what? <laughs> what I think yeah, and I, and I think our our definition of Shira throughout the show has been based on what the first ones and Light Hope has said. Exactly. So it's possible that all this is not true. Like maybe there was a, a Shira in between them. It's just not one that was recognized by Light Hope or something. You know, like I feel like we have to be skeptical of all this information we are kind of presented by Light Hope. It's true. I don't think we've gotten any like old artifacts on the planet regarding Shira that weren't from First Ones Tech. At all, yeah. And as we're learning from yeah. from Raz, like she Raz, a thing that's that way pre- predated the first one. So yeah, where, so where's, where's all, all where's stuff? all this information? Yeah, Raz is the only one. <laughs> really, Raz is the only one that we've heard ever talk about it. Yeah, it's 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 sad. I like she's like the gatekeeper of like this past of uh, Ethereum's past that, or you know, this knowledge bearer of everything. Um, so maybe Adora can help to 
to spread the the real gospel of Etheria after <laughs> after, after Horde Prime. After gone. after Horde Prime, I guess that's an important thing we have to take care of first. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. This it's, it's interesting. I think now that we talked, about it, I'd like to see this these questions answered a little more last season because this is the type of thing I'm talking about where the show is a little bit hands off with its explanations of its mythology. Um, but uh, I think it's. It's been purposeful for certain things, so maybe we're pulling yeah. the punches to to for some more reveals or something. Um, any any more comments on the pie? I think like the only thing like re- rewatching it, it's like uh, re- this is really tragic. Raz is like uh, making this pie with Mara, or she's like to give to her at like way in, in the future after she's already died. Like uh, like she's yeah. like she's mostly making the she's making the pie in the past, but she does go to Mara like for the sugar and stuff. And it's like, oh, the only reason that you want this for like to make up she's making the pie for you for when you die. It's like very tragic. <laughs> <laughs> it's very tragic. Can you can you imagine like making that discovery? Like you're Mara and you're like, oh she's making this pie for me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's 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 a it's a, it ends up being such a good device because at the end her she presents it. Uh, yeah, um, a lot of, a lot of people with the pie. Uh, I've seen the pie image a lot of times uh, of her putting it I on the chair. The yeah. reason it, it works so well is because I feel like I've seen so many, not like so many shows, but I've seen shows exposit sad backstories and come away from it not really caring, like knowing knowing it's sad but having no emotional connection to that information. And I think the reason this is so much more effective is because, like, we care about Raz. We care about Adora. Like, we've built up Mara and her mystery for so long. And even just, like, the way it's handled, like, everyone's crying. Raz's voice is so sad, but also kind of, like, restrained and just, like, she's done this before and she loves her friend so much and her friend is gone. And you get all that. And it adds so much context like needed context for it to emotionally be satisfying. And I feel like that sometimes maybe people don't get that that like you you need that context and you need to like emphasize things for it to really hit you. And I just feel like it was done very effectively with the pie, which is probably why everyone <laughs> keeps thinking about the pie, <laughs> you know? Yeah. This is just really well done. Yeah. I think it's really well set up in a lot of a lot of ways moments like this aren't and um, re- clearly resonating with with many people, the pie at the end, yeah. yeah. Um, the last kind of big thing I want to bring into this, because so we we had a AMA on the uh, Shira Reddit and uh, with Noel and uh, Jacob Tobia, voice of Double Trouble, and the no, the one quote from Noel Stevenson, which like directly about this episode, that was my favorite part of the AMA. Um, I think Noel was asked like, "What's the either the best or the most personal episode from the season for you?" And she she said, "I think the, the this season the most personal episode for me was Hero. There's this mm-hmm. very specific feeling when you're a woman in a male dominated industry and you start moving up and hearing all these stories about the woman who came before you who were crazy or washed out, and you think you can avoid these things by doing everything right. But as time goes on, the same stories start to be told about you, and you realize that there's no doing everything right. You're put in that role no matter what you do." For me, the thing uh, that helped me most was that reaching out to other women and asking how they dealt with it, it makes you feel less alone, less crazy. So I think that's what Mara and Adora are to each other. Um, wow. Whole, whole other angle, right, on the, the message of this wow. episode. You can totally see that, though, after you hear that. Yeah. Because it is, yeah, because, like, I remember season one being like, I don't know, I hope, like, crazy is a strong word, I mean, maybe we gotta hear Mara's side story. And then, like, even Swift when this episode says, like, Mara's crazy as that, like, obnoxious reminder, someone's gotta call her crazy, like, once per season, and this was that yeah. time. And to finally have the full context, yeah, it's... It says a lot. Plus, like, there's the whole Adora Mara going against, like, what's quote unquote expected of them and deciding for themselves and then being cast in this negative light because they want to do something a different way that feels righter to them than the way they were initially told. Like, yeah, there's a lot of layers there. That makes sense. It's really good, though. But it occurs to me that, like, Swiftwind is there. Bo's there. But it's really, like... A triangle lady story being told at the heart of the episode. And that's really nice 
and refreshing in some ways too. Yeah, like uh, it has. It, we talked. We didn't talk about this angle throughout any of it. Like it has its own meaning, but also Noelle's saying that there's just this like, um, like the the impetus for the Mara crazy stuff is is like from her own experiences of yeah. of uh, like calling like past women crazy and like uh, and and it's like Adora, I guess, is like kind of buying into that, but then she's like feeling realizing the truth as like like they're gaslighting everyone, I guess, with like the what they're going through and um i love the love the message of like what mara and adora are to each other is like um for reaching out uh to to people to to feel less alone and that that's their like connection with the message at the end of the episode and mara talking leaving the message for adora yeah when you said gaslighting it does remind me that because um when light hopes initially doesn't trust raz because raz seems like this random local just yeah. in the ship <laughs> and she's like i don't trust her we gotta interrogate her and mara's like you want to interrogate her about a project even i don't know all the details of so like we know mara's been in the dark and it's not until she realizes the full extent of the project that her whole attitude towards being She-Ra changes. And I think it's looking back at how Light Hopes withheld so much information from Adora, it's like very clearly a result of being like, oh no, Mara learned too much, can't tell Adora anything, or the same thing will happen. The less she knows, the better. Like it's so interesting to see like how clearly like the one She-Ra influenced the outcome of the other. Yeah, yeah. And it's and uh, yeah, they they just the whole like just dis- yeah, just the the instant discrediting by Light Hope uh, like about yeah. the gaslighting of her like yeah. once it's like oh you're you're uh, not behaving rationally or something just because it's going something against what she wants right and uh, and then that's the t- story she's telling to to Adora and in this case it's like a program that is it's just like this is the way it works but in our world it's like insidious people who are <laughs> are like acting like badly like. Uh, yeah, like this is this in some ways this is the sanitized version I think of of our world. Um, but like what it represents, I think is is very powerful. I, I love I love how that like uh, yeah that the, the moment with the door the scene with the door and Mar at the end. I love how that provides additional meaning to that. Um, okay, let's, uh, other other the random stuff throughout the episode. Uh, my my biggest thing we talked about the Mara transformation sequence. Um, oh my god, yes, yeah. her yeah. pants so good. <laughs> She's so beautiful. She has heels. She fights in heels. She heels. She's also so tan. Yes, and tall and wow. <laughs> <laughs> she is a woman. She's a she is a woman. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. It's uh, no. I leave. This show has like uh, gotten better. I think with the transformation, this is like a wholly original one that's like adds a ton of meaning to uh, the story it's telling. Like, yeah. Uh, so this is like this is a great. This is the type of transformation sequence I love with uh, like new like new animation for a purpose of like doing a different thing. It's it's really cool. Um, we got, uh, okay, we, we talked about, uh, most of the stuff from the beginning I have noted here, but, um, there, there's, I think there's still some good, some good lines from a few characters. We had the swift wind line. You got to check up on old ladies alone in the woods. Come on, have a heart adore. You know? <laughs> so good. Yeah. Um, the, the, I guess the impetus for Adora going to Raz is to find the uh, weapon Mara mentioned from before because mm-hmm. she's trying to defeat the horde. Um, well, Ma, Ma, Raz in the in the woods, she's aha, gonna have to get get up earlier than that to trick me, Luki. Um, not a, not a character in the show. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't remember that name from anything from, from the original. Still show, a good yeah. moment. So, 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 the most overt reference, I guess, to the I think Luki was like in the background of something in the beginning, but yeah. Um, they got uh, yeah, that is uh, oh, she oh, call okay. I hope a ghost at one point. Yeah, she's yeah, like, yeah, your yeah. ghost is me. Yeah, the Raz <laughs> meeting Mara scene. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you see the ghost too? Your ghost is mean. And then I guess the, the discussion point of like we saw Light Hope and Raz being like we saw like actual like friendly Light Hope and uh, them being yes. friends. Yeah. And that's the thing. I honestly feel kind of sad about Light Hope because it's explicitly stated um, at the end that she was reprogrammed because mm-hmm. Mar says like you're not her. Like you're the same operating system, but like she was special. 
and she is gone now. And the fact that she was able, it's like that classic robot thing of like, wait, I think I, can this be what love is? <laughs> like she yeah. has that with Mara. And she, to a point where like, she cares about her genuine friendship with Mara over the rules of her programming. And she hides the fact that Raz was there and you see their bond just like, and she's just so much softer than the light hope we get with the Dora. It's just every time I see her in that kind of like, earlier soft mode it's just like dang what a what a contrast i wish she could have stayed that way she probably would have been a lot happier yeah it's it's, she's uh she calls her friend i think and then she's uh, processing that yeah that's yeah it was it's it's yeah it's it's really tragic too because like the villain is like ostensibly light hope at the end in my interpretation like murders uh, Mara but it's not her right like it's not like she's she's been brainwashed like too like that's really tragic too and it's like really the ultimate villain is like the man right like it's the the the, the civilization that's uh that's in power and, and spread and wanting to spread their uh conquest through like violence and then destroying these planets and uh mm-hmm. the, yeah um Okay, it's 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 there's no no one even to blame here. Like in the, the on screen, like it's this fa- this faceless like uh, past civilization. And apparently, they're all dead now too. Like uh, all all really tragic. Um, we'll see about that. I don't know. I'm, I'm <laughs> skept- a little skeptical. First ones are dead. We'll see in the last season. Um, but uh, yeah, that that was that was really touching. I think seeing the uh, non reprogram light hope with uh, soft, Mara. Light hope. soft light hope. Yeah. yeah. Like that. <laughs> Um, we got, uh, the, yeah, the scene with Mara fighting the beast, um, and then Raz, like, calms it and, uh, helps Mara to, like, also, like, have a connection with it. I Um, like that, too. Again, it's a classic, like, you don't have to fight what you don't understand, but it works really well, because it's the first time we see Mara kind of really embracing Etheria in a personal way, not just, like, an analytic way. Well, Mara's maybe the first first. Or um, Raz is the first verse, but then like the the Beast Boys, the second real connection to Etheria. Yeah, the Beast Boy. Yeah, Beast Boy. Beast, Beast Boy. Yeah, Beast. <laughs> I'm sure he's transformed into that by now. He's transformed into everything. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, uh, the 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 thing with the I guess another like context of the episode is uh, Dora finds the like shard, crystal shard that uh, the with containing the message she left, and she has to bring it to the ship at the end. Um, and, uh, then, uh, oh, oh, there's this, this promise, uh, Raz or Mara makes to Raz or that we'll make, uh, we'll make a pie tomorrow. I promise. She says like, after she knows she's going to not make it through today. Her voice is all choked up. It's really sad. At one point Raz is like, no, like we're, we're going to do it. We're going to finish the pie too. Right. Yeah. There's like, I think it's towards like the last scene when Dora's like, like, right. She's like really exasperated. She's like, right. like, what? Come on, girl. Like throw me a boner. She's like, and she's like trying to remember like what's present and what's past. And she's like, she promised she'd come back. And, and Mar does say, I promise tomorrow. So it's just like, dang. And then one of those promises just, yeah, it's another keyword for the show. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Another promise. Um, yeah, and we see, we see the, the heart of Etheria going off as a precursor to the finale. And so there's a lot of visuals with that. And then, um, everything on the ship with activating the message. And, uh, we talked about you, the, you will, you will be a hero. And, uh, Mara, yeah, Mara, and we see Mara move them to Despondos too, which we'd, we'd heard mm-hmm. a lot about before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. I think, I think that's it. Uh, there's a lot here. It is a lot. I think there's a lot we could even talk more about, but uh, also a lot that makes me excited for things from next season about what we talked about here, which is good. Yes. Um, What is Shira now? What is a Syria Shira? Who is Shira? (laughs) I mean, that really does make me, because I remember I, I got really mad, like, when I realized that the princesses and Shira like had to be activated as like essentially power vessel vacuums to cipher the magic from the planet into a weapon to turn against other planets. Um, but without like the sword to channel it, like 
do princesses' powers, are, is it just meant to just keep the balance of Etheria and keep it thriving? Is it as straightforward as that for its intended purpose? Yep, these are good yeah, questions. I yeah, questions. I'll find out. <laughs> I'd, I'd like to know, yeah, what the... Because, yeah, that's the thing. Like, the season is really revealing. Everything we know about kind of how this is working is is kind of through a skewed lens. yeah. 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 So would it would be it would be cool to know to know more about how it naturally works. I have to imagine next season will approach. Like it's hard to it's hard to like figure out how it's gonna work because of the Horde Prime invasion, but like now that we talk about <laughs> this, like they've gotta get into this a little bit. So they gotta. After they make room for all the Scorpius adventures, I'm sure that will happen. Yeah. I mean, like how like honestly, how are they finishing this show in thirteen episodes? Like you like I they, have to, they have to <laughs> this on top of like they have to show like native Ethereum, show like uh, how Adora is gonna work as this new shear. They have to defeat Horde Prime, they have to uh do the finish the do slash finish the catcher redemption stuff. Yeah. If they're gonna actually do catch Adora, they have to do a lot with that. Like there's a lot there's, there's a lot of stuff here. They're gonna get to do everything. Live. Right, Glimmer's like probably find not. out her dad's alive and maybe save Angela. Maybe. And Glim- yeah, exactly. Angela's yeah. gonna come back. Glimmer's, yeah, Glimmer's, there's stuff with Micah. To, yeah, like okay. Uh, I, I'm just curious. I I think like the question I have more so is like what is not going to get resolved. I feel Ooh. like you're hinting at Catradora, um, but no, don't say that. <laughs> uh, I don't know about that. That's that's possible, yeah. It's, but it, yeah that, I mean, it is possible. Anything's possible when there's the future, yeah. <laughs> Anything's possible. <laughs> okay, let's we can do we can transition this in the final thoughts, Michelle. Anything else on Hero? Uh, so we didn't mention Raz's iconic battle cry, <laughs> "Razzle Dazzle." Okay, she said it during the scene fighting the thing, yeah, or, she, she or no? She she did she it to like, Light Hope. To Light she Hope, she was fighting Light Hope, and she thought yeah. Light Hope was a mean ghost, and she's like "Razzle Dazzle." <laughs> with her stick and it's just so funny like i have to imagine someone on the crew was like yeah raz like what would she say in a fight razzle dazzle oh let's put it in because like it's so perfect (laughs) (laughs) oh i love it are we gonna see like past rose in her prime and that's like a genuine like magical girl thing she says uh yeah i hope so yeah april final thoughts um uh, I don't really have any. I feel like okay. we talked about everything. This yeah, good I mean, we, spent we talked about a lot. Over yeah. an hour on one episode is good, yeah. It's like... such a good episode, though. <laughs> Clearly, we had a lot to talk about this episode. Yeah, so it's a good call. Yeah, all right. So, okay, it's... it's uh, ho- hopefully more to follow up with about a lot of these topics we brought up with and when we see more from next season with Shira and... um. In general, just discussion point, interesting discussions heading into next season, even before that. Um, so let us know what you thought at overlyanimated.com on the comments on our YouTube, youtube.com slash overlyanimated. Um, definitely on our Discord, interested to hear what people have to say about our discussions on our Discord at overlyanimated.com slash Discord. Um, if you like this, consider supporting us via Patreon at patreon.com slash overlyanimated. Thanks to our current patrons, especially our patron of the podcast. Carolyn, a.k.a. Princess, and thanks as always to our patron executive producers, Ryan, Steve, Alex, Beatrice, Hugh, Michael, and Needle. Um, I think we will finish up our Shira episode discussions at some point, but they're not scheduled yet, so bear with us. And um, 13's a lot of episodes, as we're it discovering. Is. I think we're yeah. going through the, a lot of episodes. Uh, so we'll, we'll, I'd say, yeah, we're, I, don't, I don't think the season's coming out next month, so we have some time. Um Although I don't know, it might be uh, I could see earliest as late as early as like March, end of eight, February, if they're going to split it or something. Um, oh, we'll yeah, yeah. I feel like this spring, somewhere in like in early spring, or yeah. mid spring. Yeah. Regar- even if they don't split, if they give if they do all thirteen at once. I do think it's still spring. Yeah, I would be surprised if we got to like June and it hadn't aired or anything. Um, yeah, so all that, yeah, the future share podcast, bunch of other stuff, including Steven Universe Future um, at overlyanimated.com. Um, thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.